Justin Trudeau's ill-advised Tofino vacation is starting to look eerily similar to his illegal 2016 vacation on the Aga Khan's private islands. We've got all the details on the show today. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Thank you for continuing to watch and support the Candace Malcolm Show. We really appreciate it. And if you're not familiar with True North, I really encourage you to head on over to tnc.news. Stay up to date in all the latest in Canadian news and politics over at tnc.news. Now, if you're watching this video on YouTube, I encourage you to like this video, subscribe to us over at True North. Make sure you hit the notification bell to stay up to date on all of our videos. If you're watching on Facebook, please like this video, leave us a comment, and don't forget to like the True North page. And finally, if you're listening to this show in podcast form and you enjoy it, you like what we do at the Candace Malcolm Show and you appreciate our journalism and our work, I really encourage you to leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And don't forget to subscribe to the Candace Malcolm Show so that you'll never miss an episode. Okay, let's get into the big news today. So there have been some pretty major revelations about this trip that Justin Trudeau took to Tofino on Truth and Reconciliation Day last Thursday. Now, let me just start by saying when this story first broke, I thought that it was outrageous. That to me, the biggest component of it was the fact that Justin Trudeau lied, the fact that his itinerary said that he was in Ottawa in private meetings, when the reality was that his office knew damn well that he was not in Ottawa. He was out in Tofino, or at least he was on his way out to the west coast of British Columbia, the, as far west as you can get at the west coast of Vancouver Island in Tofino. And so to me, it was the duplicity, the lies, the trying to cover up where the prime minister is and what he is actually doing. The fact that he decided to go and take a little bit of R&R with his family in a quiet, uh, serene location out in British Columbia, to me, that's not that big of a deal. He just, after all, fought a grueling campaign. And, you know, he's only human. We all need some time, downtime with our families. I don't think it's a big deal that he went to British Columbia. He's sort of from British Columbia. I know he, um, you know, grew up in Ottawa and and he's from a Montreal family, but his mother is from British Columbia. His mother's entire side of the family is from British Columbia. He spent quite a bit of time growing up and in his, um, as a young adult in British Columbia. So BC is sort of like a second or third home to him. And I don't think that it's scandalous in and of itself that he was there. But now as more details are coming out, it's pretty clear that it wasn't just a lapse in judgment. It wasn't just the fact that his office lied about where he was and what he was doing. There seems to be something else here. And the entire legacy media, every journalist in Canada is now looking into it. And boy, are they finding things. And and again, this is looking really, really, really bad for Justin Trudeau. So I'm going to start by talking about two explosive reports that came out of the Journal de Montreal today, looking into the background and the history of the owner of the house. And so I'll explain to you what I mean when I say that this is looking eerily similar to the Aga Khan scandal that the ethics commissioner um, found that he had, was guilty of violating um, the ethics rules. So let's start with Norm Spector's uh, tweet this morning. Norm is a former chief of staff in the prime minister's office. I believe he was chief of staff in the Mulroney years. He's also a uh, publisher a longtime journalist. He's an academic with a PhD, and he just spends a lot of time on Twitter um, posting really interesting things. And so here he posts today, he says, the owner of Trudeau's Tofino Beach House has links to a company in a tax haven and another that lobbied PMO to legalize cannabis. PMO confirmed that Justin Trudeau paid for the rental, but would not say how much. So the first story that comes out about this 
uh, owner, the owner of this house, is basically that the guy has links to some things that are pretty sketchy, some pretty sketchy business dealings. So here is the Journal de Montreal headline, controversial stay, Trudeau on vacation with man linked to Paradise Papers. The husband of the owner of the villa where Trudeau stayed in Tofino has been associated with firms in the Paradise Papers. So here we go, I'll read from the story and my apologies if the translations are a little bit rough, I'll do my best here. But it says that the luxurious home that Justin Trudeau and his family occupied last week in British Columbia is owned by a Calgary woman married to a businessman who has been linked to companies that were established in a tax haven according to our investigation. The businessman James McRoberts also founded a company which registered in 2017 to lobby for pro-cannabis, in particular with the cabinet of Justin Trudeau. The name of James McRoberts, the husband of Marin McRoberts, the owner of the Tofino House, appears in the Paradise Paper list disclosed by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists in 2017. We learned that he was a shareholder in two companies, Page Limited and RX Payments Limited, incorporated in Malta in 2005, a tax haven in the Mediterranean. The firms specialize in internet payment systems. The man who ran RX Payments, Nathan Jacobson, was convicted in 2008 in the United States for conspiracy to launder money. It says, note that the Paradise Papers should not be confused with the Pandora Papers, which were disclosed this week by the consortium, and which also revealed a list of individuals and companies involved in tax evasion activities. So there have been a series of these papers. The first one, the big one, was the Panama Papers, and then these other ones were the Paradise Papers, and now the Pandora Papers. So these are just a series of investigative reports looking at sort of the world's rich and famous people and where they keep their money, how they have these really complex complicated schemes. Some of them are legal, some of them are illegal, um, and they're all designed to avoid punitive heavy taxes in uh, North American and Western European jurisdictions. Uh, but anyway, so the individual who owned the house uh, may have been involved in some sketchy business dealings himself, or at least one degree removed from sketchy business deals. And, and, and more concerning for this story and in relation to Justin Trudeau going and staying at this house is the news that the owner of the house or the owner of the house husband was registered, his company was registered to lobby the federal government, not just the federal government, but the prime minister's office. And this, this takes us to the second story that was in the Journal de Montreal today. And this one is more information on James McRoberts. It says that he was selling pot online. In the months leading up to cannabis legalization in Canada, businessman James McRoberts and his company Merco lobbied across Canada to promote and oversee the sale of pot online through their online transaction platform. The company founded in 2016 in Calgary was listed in the Canadian Lobbyist Registry in 2017. According to the listing, Merco Payments intended to lobby directly to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office, the Privy Council office, Health Canada, and the Departments of Justice and Public Safety in particular particular so that the online sale of cannabis could be allowed. So of course, Ottawa already legalized cannabis. So it says here, Ottawa legalized the use of cannabis in October 2018, but its online sales is still regulated by the provinces. Merco has notably lobbied Quebec, Alberta, and British Columbia too. And this is where you get into some really dicey territory. This is where the prime minister is really in hot water, really foolish thing that he did. So as our inspector pointed out, it says that Justin Trudeau paid for the rental himself, but he would not say how much he paid for it. And so we can look at the listing of this house. It happens to be up for sale right now. <laughs> Hilariously, the name of the house is called Surfer's Paradise, which again, doesn't really help the optics of this story. It's listed for a whopping $18.75 million, six bedroom, seven bathroom home, 6,000 square feet, and it is right on the beach. It is an absolutely spectacular, beautiful home set on 1.2 acres. 
absolutely stunning, stunning home. And so the idea that this home is you know, selling for nearly $20 million, it's hard to imagine what the nightly rate on a place like this. My guess is that it would probably go for about $50,000 a night. $50,000 a night, Trudeau was there for what, five nights. So we're talking about potentially up to what, quarter of a million dollars to rent this house for a long weekend, possibly even more. I'm just speculating on the price there, but but really a house like this would go for a huge, huge premium. And at this point, we don't know how much Justin Trudeau paid for it. And again, this is where we get into dicey, dicey territory for the prime minister, because he is staying at the home of a person who once lobbied him for a decision that the, that the government ultimately did, right? This guy runs marijuana businesses. He, he runs the payment platforms uh, for selling marijuana, and he was lobbying the government back in 2017, likely lobbying them in favor of legalizing pot. That's what Justin Trudeau ran on in his campaign, and then he did. So potentially Justin Trudeau's decision to legalize marijuana could have made this individual a lot of money. And then now we have this individual renting his luxury home to the prime minister. Did the prime minister pay the full rate? Was it a discounted rate? Was there some kind of a quid pro quo going on here? It's possible that that's not the case at all, that Trudeau paid the full retail price, that he didn't know this individual at all. But but again, the optics of this are just so bad for the prime minister because we don't know if there's a quid pro quo. And of course, Justin Trudeau has a long history of doing these kind of things. It's starting to sound like the Aga Khan vacation where he uh, went and had this beautiful, luxurious vacation uh, at the Aga Khan's private compound, private island in the Bahamas. Justin Trudeau, of course, was found guilty by the ethics commissioner of taking an illegal aircraft ride. So the, 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 the whole out of the whole part of that illegal vacation, um, the thing of the ethics commissioner dinged him on was sort of a technicality. He's not allowed to ride in a private aircraft and he had to, to get to this private island, he had to take the Aga Khan's helicopter. Of course, to the Canadian public, the bigger, bigger concern was that the Aga Khan lobbies the prime minister. The federal government gives huge grants to the Aga Khan Foundation. And so you have all of this money being passed back and forth. And in return, Trudeau is, is on this luxury vacation. And that, and that was at the very beginning of his tenure as prime minister. Here we are, what, five years later, and he's still doing the same kind of things. He's, he hasn't learned his lesson. He's still taking luxurious vacations from people who are lobbying his office, from people who potentially could be in a conflict of interest. It's also sort of like the We Charity scandal, where he refused to recuse himself from meetings in cabinet, where a cabinet was making decisions on whether to give the We Charity this huge, huge hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars, nearly a billion dollar contract um, from a charity that has also paid the Trudeau family privately for speaker's fees. It's just such a bad judgment. The fact that Justin Trudeau thinks that he is above the rules, the rules don't apply to him. Really, really bad stuff from the prime minister. And so, like I said, the media is all over the story. The legacy media is really unrelenting because they they, they know something fishy is going on, that, that the more that we dig into the story, the more it unravels and the more the, the, the worse it looks for Justin Trudeau. This is starting to look perhaps like his worst offense in terms of these really, really silly lapses in judgment and potential ethics violations. So the media was hounding Trudeau about this. They asked him about it yesterday, and this is what that looked like. Hi, Prime Minister Ashley Burke, CBC News. What made you decide to take a personal trip to Dufino on a day that your government set aside to honor the victims and survivors of residential schools? Uh, like I said, it was a mistake to travel on that day. Um, this is an important moment for Canada and for Canadians to reflect not just on the past, but on the present. Um, I was uh, in error uh, to choose to travel on that day. Uh, and I apologize directly to Chief Casimir 
uh, for not having attended the uh, event that she invited me to, which is why I'm uh, looking forward to going to the community and sitting down with them in the coming weeks. So I, I, want, I want to break apart that apology, that, that, that fake apology that Justin Trudeau gave, because he, he always does this. So first of all, he apologized for traveling on Truth and Reconciliation Day, which the, the fact that he traveled on that day is not is not that big of a deal. He's a prime minister. If he had to travel to multiple cities to attend multiple ceremonies, that would be completely fine. No one would have any issue with it, and we wouldn't be in the situation we were in. So, so the way that he apologizes for traveling, which isn't the misdeed. The misdeed is the fact that he, well, there's so many, right? It's like he is the one that, that created this holiday, supposedly a solemn day, not, not a holiday to go and, and have a beach vacation, but a a holiday to have a solemn remembrance and reminder of some of the awful things that happened in Canada's history in regards to our First Nations people and particularly residential schools. So, so Trudeau um, is all about virtue signaling and, and he was doing a heck of a job virtue signaling about this day and then when it actually came he selfishly just took the day to himself with his family so he didn't attend any events despite being um, invited and he, 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 he just he, he really didn't do anything to acknowledge the day other than lie to Canadian public um, and go on a beach vacation with his family. So, so, so no, he's not apologizing for the right aspect of things here. And then, and then he goes back to this familiar line that this is like a learning opportunity for the whole country. So he doesn't really take personal responsibility. He steps back and says, you know, this is this is a time for us to all reflect on, um, you know, how we can do better in the future. Which again is sidestepping the issue. We're not we're not worried about the country doing better. The country did a pretty good job of acknowledging this holiday and, and recognizing um, much of the mistakes that we made in the past, it's the prime minister who didn't. So, so, so it's not about traveling, it's about not recognizing it. And second, like I mentioned earlier on the show, it's about lying. It's the fact that the prime minister's office put out his official itinerary that said he was in Ottawa knowing damn well that he was not in Ottawa. The Prime Minister's office, who, who whoever put out that personal itinerary, knew that he was going to Tofino. It's not like you can just sort of spontaneously decide to go. It's not like something that could just sort of spur of the moment, you know, we don't have anything going on or our meeting fell through, let's, 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 jump, let's jump on a plane and go to Tofino. No, it requires a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of things in advance, including renting this house and setting up that deal, um, get, you know, getting his whole family, getting, getting the plane loaded, everything like that. This, this is a premeditated act. It wasn't a spontaneous act. So, so yes, it was an intentional lie on behalf of whoever put out that itinerary, which ultimately the prime minister is responsible for. So, so this is really a mealy-mouthed apology. It's a non-apology. It's a fake apology. And I am not the only one who who said that. Uh, this is from Blacklock's reporter, and it says PM's apology not accepted. So here I'm going to read a little bit from this Blacklock's report today. It says the Native Women's Association yesterday questioned if Prime Minister Justin Trudeau had suddenly seen the light after he apologized for observing Truth and Reconciliation Day with a beach holiday. Do better, said the group's CEO. Sadly, we recognize this moment of contrition comes after much public pressure, not necessarily because you have suddenly seen the light. She said in a statement, it will now be up to you to rebuild trust in our communities. The Prime Minister yesterday said he was sorry after photographers caught him strolling by the sea at Tofino, BC and enjoying a glass of beer on the patio on the beachfront resort property. Trudeau holidayed on September 30th, the first ever federal observance of Truth and Reconciliation Day to commemorate the deaths of Indian residential school children. Traveling on September 30th was a mistake and I regret it, Trudeau told reporters, 
And, and the story goes on to remind Canadians that the Prime Minister's office was not truthful, was not honest about where he was. So it says the Prime Minister's office at the time flew an Indian residential school survivor's flag outside his vacant office, falsely issued a statement claiming Trudeau was in private meetings in Ottawa, and told reporters he wasn't on a beach. So again, they distinctly lied, which is what Trudeau should be apologizing for, not the fact that he traveled. But again, Trudeau is the master at sideswiping the issue, downplaying his misdeeds, and just kind of pretending that nothing happened. Usually the media is all too happy to go along with it. But in this case, let me just say the legacy media are angry. They're out for blood. And this is not going to end well for Justin Trudeau. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.